I went and recently talked with one of my wife's managers, who's a hiring manager for them uh, at her mm-hmm. location, about like what I can do to actually make myself attractive to people. Like, he's <laughs> willing to take some time out. Yeah, okay, right. My gut reaction was shave your beard. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> I was waiting for him to, like, touch it or something. <laughs> like, I wonder what I could do. <laughs> but, anyways. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy to Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley. I thought I was going to be second. I was Ian not is always for last. This. <laughs> uh, we have to put Ian last. Uh, and second, we have Ian Leidick. Hey guys, I need you all to please check out my new podcast. It's called You're Unbelievable. It's a podcast where we're talking about those sweet bits you missed last anime season. This week we're talking, there's a beast under the skirt, a wolf in woman's clothing. Shizukua Kamanami is a shy college student who, despite her bashful demeanor, attends a college mixer. There, she meets Ryo Kirishima, a beautiful, confident woman who she quickly befriends. They leave the mixer together and spend the whole night talking and drinking. But while inebriated, she one thing leads to another and she finds herself being seduced by her new friend, who's actually a cross-dressing man. Or you could just actually watch his podcast instead of listening to it here. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> is, is that an actual show or did you make that up? Because I have I'm, no I'm, idea I'm if that. I'm on the webpage right now. Because, <laughs> yeah, again, I have honestly no idea if that's coming from anything. There, that, I, have, I have no that check is and a, That is an anime show you most likely missed last season. Like, that's all true. So, what's the name of the show? In Japanese or in English? Because I said it in English. I totally missed the name then. I'm, I'm blanking on the name. There's a beast under the skirt of wolf in woman's clothing. Wait, that's the name of the show? Yeah. I did just, like, say that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just thought it was part of your preamble. I, I didn't know that was the name of the show. alert in the title. No, you're not watching this without knowing that that's what's happening. <laughs> it's not a surprise for the viewer. It's a surprise for the character. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not watching this just to like no. Come on, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, you know, if they wanted to win an Emmy, they shouldn't tell you ahead of time. <laughs> I don't think these animes are going for Emmys. <laughs> uh, some of them are. This one it, it this one's almost borderline porn. <laughs> I say borderline because it aired on television. <laughs> In every other respect it's pornography. Fair enough. Uh moving on from that. So our plan for this episode, we're going to talk about a few trailers that have dropped. Uh, the most obvious one being the trailer for The Last Jedi, which we'll get to. Uh, the other two I wanted to cover was the first trailer for Pacific Rim, which is now Pacific Rim Uprising. And we got another trailer for Justice League, which we'll talk about. So I know we are we really just sort of want to talk about the Star Wars trailer. Uh, typically our Star Wars content stuff that we talk about goes fairly long. Uh, so we're going to see if we can... Maybe keep this on the shorter side. We'll see uh, how quickly we get through the other two trailers. 
I because less, less than normal. Yeah. Um, because I know Ian, had, him and I were talking beforehand, and he pretty much assumed we were just going to do the Star Wars trailer, and that was going to be it. Because typically those go two, three hours. Like it's 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 happened before. Uh, but I'm hoping if we cut it short, maybe we won't get into too much. We'll see what happens. Um, so starting us off, we're going to, f- uh, start with, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, which is the sequel to Pacific Rim, um, which features, I guess, f- a few, not really too many people that were involved with the first one. Like, Guillermo del Toro directed the first one. He's not directing this one. It seems like most of the cast members from the first one are nowhere to be seen in this trailer, so I don't know if they're coming back or if they're just not in it. Um, so this movie is written and directed by Stephen S. DeKnight, who has previously wrote and produced for Buffy, Angel, Spartacus, and Marvel's, uh, Daredevil Netflix series. Um, and the movie brings in John Boyega, Scott Eastwood, and brings back Charlie Day and Burn Gorham? Gorman? Gorman. Burn Gorman. Uh, those are the two scientist characters from the first Pacific Rim. Uh, so what'd you guys think of the trailer? Anything stick out to you that you want to talk about? Did the Jaegers, or not the Jaegers, did the Kaijus have guns? Because it seemed at some point like they were actually shooting back. And not... The one thing that I feel like I noticed was, like, Jaegers fighting Jaegers. I noticed that, too. So I'm assuming the ones, whatever you saw with guns, was another Jaeger? I'm pretty, like, it seemed like it was a Kaiju slash Jaeger. They flashed in there. Like, robotic Kaiju, I know for sure. Like there were yeah. a couple that were very robotic, so I wouldn't be surprised if in the action. I didn't notice that specifically. Spe- specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if there were Kaiju shooting guns, just because it seems like it's it's a story about the betrayal of humanity. So I wouldn't be surprised if they supplied guns to the Kaiju somehow. Oh, that'd be weird. It would. Yeah, I don't know if I like the Kaiju with weapons and missiles and guns and stuff. It worked in Ava. I mean, I'd I'd still watch. I'm still gonna watch this movie regardless. I you know whatever they end up fighting is gonna be awesome. I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, I feel like just that kind of defeats the purpose of monsters versus machines. Yeah, I but agree. that was the thing. But the first one that they they finished they finished the fight. It was over. It was Halo Three. It was done. <laughs> we finished. And I think that's that's my biggest issue with this is I really want another one like in my head. But one, I needed Del Toro. It was a must. I didn't care if anyone else came back but him. Two, because without Del Toro, I don't know how you can tell this story of them just coming back without it being like, fuck you. Like, I, I, like fuck you. Why? No. So that's why I think, I th- at first I thought it was going to be just the betrayal of humanity when they mentioned we have these giant robots now and they're actually the real monsters. Right. You know, like the King Kong kind of thing where we're the real enemy. <laughs> and I thought we were going to go that route with it and it was just going to be, okay, well, now, because we know how expensive those were, and that's why they were shutting down the Jaeger program in the first movie. So now, in this ravaged Earth, where there's not a lot, probably, of resources left, we're going to have a giant battle with all the Jaegers that are still functional for the resources left on Earth. The classic story of humanity fucking itself after coming together to beat the greatest threat the world has ever seen. So I was expecting more of that and less Kaiju in this new one. Okay. I mean, if there's no kaiju, though, I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of the movie. Well, you still have the giant robots, and I think that's how it's going to play out. It's early on. It's going to be the, uh, the Jaegers fighting Jaegers, humanity, carving out areas of territory and control and interests. And then our 
midway point, like hour into the movie, is going to be a kaiju spotting, and Charlie's going to freak the fuck out and call someone, <laughs> and he's going to be like all acting like um, that episode of Sunny where he comes really smart, like all weird and like on a fucking cane <laughs> and shit. And I, I think that's when then we'll all team up to defeat the kaiju again, and this time at the end we'll see. Yeah, we shouldn't fuck each other after defeating the kaiju. So you're you you're saying until next time. Yeah, till the third one. So you're you're seeing it as after the first Pacific Rim, uh, whatever Jaegers are left standing, the the world basically fractures into different countries again, and then we all sort of like go to war, but instead of tanks and stuff, they're using Jaegers as the the weapons of war. Yeah, it's basically Romance of the Three Kingdoms, but with Jaegers in the whole world. Okay, callback. Yeah, I, yeah, I caught that. I'm like, choosing to ignore it and then keep going. Uh. <sighs> Okay. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I <clears throat> I don't know if I'd read that much into it or not. I feel like there has to be something else that's causing cuz I don't feel like it it makes no sense to me from a story standpoint to have the world divided again and then the kaiju's come back and they reunite again just to fight the monsters and then they go back to square one after the monsters are defeated. I I, I feel like that kind of it's redundant and kind of defeats the purpose. Oh wow, like it's almost like this movie's a sham. I'm not saying like they're well, it's not even like they're making it to make money, because the first one didn't make that much money. It's So it's not like a cash grab. Then what else is it from Legendary? Well, I, I don't know. Cause... It's, not a, it's not a Del Toro project, so I don't know what it is, other than a shameless cash grab and throwing the dude from Star Wars into it. Well, I think, yeah, I think having a big name like Boyega now helps it to get some, some marketing behind it. Um, but, I mean, Del Toro was still pushing for this, just like he was pushing for Hellboy 3, but it seems like everything he wants to make and is really pushing for, people take it away from him. I don't know if it's, I don't know if he just has no time to do these things, so when the green line is made, he's not available to, to do it. Could be. But, I, I would hope that he's at least listed as a producer and has some say in what they're doing, but I, I don't know how the behind-the-scenes stuff is working. I just don't know how you can read into that, that the Jaegers are the real monsters line without thinking that it's going to be a fight over resources in the beginning of the movie. Well, they had something, something like a line like that for the first one was that to fight monsters, they made monsters. Yeah. And now this is what happens when the monsters are gone. So crazy idea. Perhaps the Jaegers that they have to fight come from a Terminator esque AI gone rogue. That so the, the somehow are, manages are to control the Jaegers. Something, I don't know. I, I mean, don't think we're looking much... at it's something that would be a very <clears throat> depth plot, a uh, deep plot with, you know, worrying about rationalizing it. I'm just throwing it out there as like, why would Jaegers be fighting Jaegers? And if it's not people battling people, people battling AI sounds like another possibility. I think I mean, more that, likely is, AI like, those little them. alien dudes, or, like, just, like, came to the, like, survived the nuke, and then just came here themselves, and then now they're pl- piloting giant robots that they stole. I think that's more plausible than AI, just because of how much of a biological component to pilot these things the first one showed was necessary. Right, that's what I was going to say, is somewhere in this one they'd have to establish that somehow these things become computer-assisted, and the human mind is not needed as as that sort of crutch to make them work. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I it, it doesn't. The, I don't get any definitive answers from the trailer as to what is controlling quote unquote these bad Jaegers. So that that interests me. Like, I want to see how that plays out and what what that's about. Um, anything else for you guys that stuck out to you that you want to mention? Oh, the end of the trailer when they have like I think it's four or five of the Jaegers showing up, like, and they're yep. all like posing. I thought that was dumb as fucking hell and was like some Power Rangers s shit, and it really <laughs> pissed me off. Well, I felt like what they say right before that is a definite dig at superhero movies for some reason. Um, they say something along the lines of "We didn't wait for our heroes to drop from the sky," and and like we built our heroes, something like that. And it was like I don't know why they're throwing that in there, um, <laughs> but okay. And yet, at the same time, one of the Jaegers that you see in the film is clearly just ripped out of Iron Man 2. Um, <laughs> the, the the whiplash Jaeger is what I'm calling it. The It has energy whips that it throws around, and it's like... That, that, that to me, is clearly ripped right from Iron Man 2. Like, I mean, I feel like the, the even just the Jaeger designs and, and the, the weaponry like you're talking about, I feel like it's def- it's a definite step up from what was in Pacific Rim. Like, the first one, I felt like, you know, these are giant fucking robots being controlled by two humans and stuff. So there was, it's already past the realm of, like, believability. Uh, but it still somehow felt grounded as far as, like, what they could do and what they were capable of. But these ones are, like, that that whole thing with, like, the mace, like, with the big ball mm-hmm. and chain. Like, that was outrageous. The whips are outwa- outrageous. The uh, I guess the swords aren't really outrageous because we've seen that in the other movie. Yeah. But it just seemed like they were, like, upping the ante as far as what these things do. And I'm totally on board with that. I thought that looked fucking cool. I agree. To me, it just went against what they were saying with the superhero thing at the end of it. It was just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, I, I thought it looked cool as shit. But at the same time, don't throw digs at superhero movies if you're going to have <laughs> a, a blatant copy of one right there. Um, and sort of to Ian's point, I was actually... You you said that was gonna piss you off if they did like Power Ranger stuff. I was totally waiting for them to like be like it's morphin' time, and then they all form one big machine to fight this big fucking monster. Dude, that's gonna I, be fucking dumb. I I kind of want to see that. I'm not gonna lie. If they do that though, oh. especially since you generally like in the last movie you had all like the different races represented by the Jaegers and everything. You know, you had the Russian Jaeger and you had. The- you know, the Chinese Jaeger, and you had the British Jaeger, the American Jaeger, and it's just like the Power Rangers. And now they're going to form all together to make a big Jaeger and fight the giant boss at the end Although of the, the movie. At the same time, like, I don't know, from from a like a technical standpoint for how these machines work, I don't know how a big, like, Megazord Jaeger would work. If you have, like, five limbs, each limb has two different minds controlling that limb, and you have ten minds that somehow have to work together. I feel like that's gonna like really be some sort of mental fucking from everybody. Maybe it's like crossing the streams, you know? You like you're not supposed to do it, but it's possible. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, like I don't know. Everybody comes out brain dead after the monsters are dead. Every Jaeger pilot that's, yeah. that works with these machines are out of commission. And it, it, the last thought I had after I watched everything. Was, can we please get a video game version of this? <laughs> like, let me design and create my own Jaeger and fight against online against somebody who designed and created their own kaiju. I feel like with that in mind, more or less, you'll probably get some sort of tie-in mobile game. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. 
It yeah. does something similar to what you're describing. Yeah, you want some but, good armor, microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, no, I could definitely see that happening. I'm surprised it hasn't already. And it may have with the first movie, and we just didn't notice because it was probably just some blatant money grab farming type of thing. Right. Well, they wanted to sell about. toys, action figures for that movie. That was what they were pushing. Yeah. But I'm it, sure it, they'll do the same with this one, too. I'm just saying, I see a legit possibility for like some major developer to pick this up and make it a triple a game because it may not be the triple a blockbuster they're looking for of a movie but as a video game i think they'd have something like yeah, don't you remember just... the old kaiju fighting games that you used to have back in like arcade and i want to say super nintendo days where you know kind of like rampage but you fight each other as opposed to just knocking down buildings they were ridiculous, but they were hilarious at the same time. I mean, I remember some fighting games that were sort of monsters and stuff. Of course, the only one that comes to mind for me is like Killer Instinct. There was a Godzilla one on GameCube. Oh, that's right. There was. Yeah, yeah. There was a Godzilla one, and there was there was one that just was plain old kaiju's, like based on Japanese monsters. Oh, like, see, I didn't know that. Like the Ultraman was in it, and. Some weird lizard thing and a giant ape and a giant, like, just all kinds of random shit. But, it you know, like, nothing licensed, but they were all just based around the ideas of kaijus. Right, right. I cannot remember the name of it, but <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to get me on Google search right now because it's going to bother the shit out of me. Uh, yeah, I feel like chance. if they... If they do the mobile game, like that'll that'll be something they release right before the movie. So I think we have a little bit before we see that come out. If they if they go that route, I mean, after like how Mech Warriors just kind of ended as a franchise, I just can't imagine them putting any money into a video game. So I mean, I think mobile games are cheaper to make, especially yeah. if they can get you into those microtransactions. And Charlie like voices it because he's like fun. Yeah. He like talks yeah. You see, the we're steps. we're building this game already. I can totally see this happening. I mean, it's just so easy to shit one out. You just rip off whichever one's at the top of the leaderboard that month and you just do the same thing but skin it differently and you can probably make <laughs> 100k a day. That's Yep, that's probably true. Uh, one thing I was going to ask, do you guys think we'll get any explanation as to what happened to like Riley and certain other characters from the first one or you think they'll just sort of be forgotten about and this is sort of serving as like a soft reboot or something like that? I'm going to assume they all, like, they're going to just kind of be like they retired into obscurity or some bullshit, you know? So if there's no monsters to fight, they just kind of, like, went by the wayside and that was it? Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, I guess that I makes think sense. I think that, that, that's somewhere along the lines of what that, what's going to happen. Just toss it aside, almost. Well, I mean, acknowledge it, but... I don't know. Yeah, if, I mean, main characters from a previous movie that this one is supposed to act as a sequel to, I feel like you have to acknowledge those people somehow. And well, if you notice, there's even a picture, of, I can't remember his name in the movie, but Idris Elba's character, there's a picture of him that's flashed at one point, so... Right, because John Boyega is actually playing his character's son. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because you think that guy would become, like, Earth President afterwards? Well, he he died. Did he? He was he was underwater and sacrificed himself. I don't remember. I guess. <laughs> I would still elect him Earth President. Let's be honest. <laughs> you could do like Futurama and just have the floating head. 
I worked too. Nixon was a great third term president. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else for Pacific Rim? I have I th- found the video game. I'm just trying to locate the name of it. Found pictures of it. <laughs> it was going to bother me one way or the other. I'm not excited for this movie. I think it's just too blatant of a fucking cash grab. Then I need Del Toro. He was what made the first one. King of the Monsters even... was the name of it. King of the Monsters. I feel like that's got to be some sort of Godzilla tie-in, doesn't it? No. We're just blatantly ripping off Godzilla using that name. <laughs> or that could be too. <laughs> and yeah, the title alone just begs to be Godzilla. Send you a picture of it. Oh, that does look familiar to me. Yeah, it was just a silly, stupid game where you bounced around crushing buildings and trying to hit your opponent. It was awful, but it was stupid fun. Yeah, it it, it does look like a variation of Rampage a little bit. Like some of the the at least the gorilla monkey character model reminds me of Rampage. Yeah, there's a lizard character similar to like Godzilla, or the one from Rampage, and. I don't think there's a wolf character, though. But like I said, there's an Ultraman in it, and there's weird shit. But why not make something like that again? What the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah, any, any final thoughts for the trailer? Ian said he's not looking forward to it. Mike, where do you stand? I'm going to watch it and eat some popcorn in the theater and enjoy something I'm not anticipating to be great cinema, but be entertaining for the transformers effect we'll call it oh that's a terrible phrase to coin i'm just saying the transformers effect because you're getting giant spectacle battles that are worth watching the battles but the story and all that in the movie is probably going to not be worth much okay i'm but, I'm gonna go maybe one step above you guys i'm i'm hoping i'm a little bit more confident i guess that there is a story in here that we just don't know about yet um, okay. But as far as like spectacle and monster battles and giant robots doing cool shit, like I'm all for that. So even if I go in with expectations of this having a story and there really isn't a story and it's just cool action, I think I could probably get behind that too. So you think uh, it's a yeah, movie but, pass classic? Classic movie pass movie? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I am going to say that. Yes. Yes, it's totally worth your movie pass money. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll move on to trailer number two. Trailer number two will be Justice League. Uh, the latest trailer they dropped was titled Heroes. It is, I'm hoping, that the final trailer before this movie, since it's only like a month away. Three more. Three more trailers, one a week. <laughs> the thing that I read about it said it was the final trailer. Okay. So. So, so hopefully they, they, they hold true to that. Because I feel like the BBS marketing was like right up to release. They were releasing different trailers. It's because they were scared. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know what to do with that movie and how to market that thing. But I don't think they know what this either. This was like fucking almost four minute long trailer. This was too fucking long. <laughs> they're, t- you know what? To their point, like their trailers are notoriously long. Like they're they're almost twice as long as normal trailer times. Like the two well, two and a half minute trailers. These are yeah, like Ian said, they're double. Well, well the one that uh, I watched after watching the new one, I watched. It was like a compilation of all the trailers put together with only things that were different footage, so any of the shared footage from trailers was scrapped and just, you know, kind of mashed together. And it was about nine and a half minutes of this movie that have been put out there already with different things among the trailers. Right. And some of the things 
that I noticed among across all the trailers is that one that noted that just popped out to me constantly was Aquaman throws his trident a lot. Um, it seems like every battle scene of Aquaman, he gets ready to throw his trident or he's throwing his trident. I wonder how he gets it back after he throws it. Cause like he chucks that thing. Like then he's like, oh shit, now I gotta go pick it up. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't, maybe it's like Thor's hammer and he can recall it in the movie. I mean, that would be an easy easy fix for that, I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, in the, the, You see that Cyborg has to kind of like catch him and throw him again at one point. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe he just plays fetch with Cyborg the whole time. Yeah. I'm throwing my trident. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> maybe Cyborg has like a magnet or something that he can activate. Or the Flash. Shit, the Flash could just run over and pick it up and bring it back. That's There's your true. retriever. I seen. I wouldn't understand why the Flash wouldn't just run around with the Trident and kill the guy in the first place. Uh, yeah, point taken. Because I'm sure he could get it there faster than he could throw it. So he just runs and impales people like a javelin. Yeah, I, mean, I figure if he's moving fast enough, he won't even have to pull it out. He could just keep running, and it would just kind of you just kind of explode when the Flash hit you <laughs> with that thing. <laughs> he could just keep going. Which makes it weird. He doesn't use weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even if it's just a stick, like a stick at the speed of light, like come on, that's that's a that's a death weapon. Yeah, they they even showed on I think it was an episode of MythBusters that you know straw can go right through a damn palm tree with fast enough winds, and that isn't anywhere near as fast as the Flash. Yeah. So why the hell not? It's that, almost that, like that, they, that... they made him too powerful. <laughs> they didn't think it through <laughs> when they created the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I think that you're not too far off there because if the Flash had, it's the same with Quicksilver. Though when you're thinking like to the Marvel universe, Quicksilver never used weapons. Yeah, you know, like the really fast guys can't have weapons because then, well, everything's fucked because they just decapitate everyone without even meaning to. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like to me, that the whole throwing the spear thing definitely stuck out as popping up. Way too much. Like, I, I feel like we're going to see a lot of Aquaman throwing spears. Do you think that was all the spear throws in the trailers, or do you think there's more? <laughs> I, you know, a part of me hopes that it's all the spear throws. Because <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I counted five unique ones among nine minutes of trailer. Um, and, I mean, at and, some point he's got to hang on to it and fight, right? Like, just actually use it as a spear and not just keep chucking it everywhere? I don't know. We might see him, like, spear a small fish or something with it and hand it to someone. I, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. But I also noticed that you, aside from Aquaman, the other thing I noticed with all of the trailers is you see very little of Steppenwolf. Um, you, you get flashes of him, and I think part of the reason, personally, one that to me looks too human, like, it doesn't look demonized enough. He also looks too Loki, is why I think we're not seeing too much of it. The flashes you see of him, he looks almost too Loki for me. Just because of what, like, the armor? Mm-hmm. Does it, he have, like, horns like Loki, or is it... It looked like it. Like I said, you just see flashes, and I didn't really freeze frame any of it, because I wasn't that concerned, but <laughs> it, it, it definitely had a... 
Loki-ish kind of look to the way they designed the armor. Okay. Um, they, they, those were the two big things I took out of watching all the combined trailers back to back like that, like where they're mashed. Right. Did, did it seem like every joke fell flat when you were watching it like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the worst <laughs> part about these trailers. They keep throwing in like at least three, four jokes. And none of them are really funny. Like, the fifth time you see her Batman say, Because I'm rich, bitch. It's like, okay, <laughs> now it's, like, funny because it's, like, the tenth fucking time I've heard it. But, like, everyone's made that joke for fucking ever. It's not even... Sure you, you added the bitch, right? The bitch isn't in the trailer, right? I think you added that for a creative license. That was, yeah, a, that was more of a Chappelle reference. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, what actually sure. happens in the trailer is he says, I'm rich, bitch, and he busts out a thing of $100 bills and starts fanning them off for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just making it rain makes it rain on Barry Allen why not I mean I would to me like the the Barry Allen stuff I think works for me I've I've laughed at his stuff a couple times like the the end of this trailer when he's pointing out the back signal and trying to be hush hush about Bruce Wayne being Batman like that's I found that funny I like that I, I didn't think that was bad um I I didn't think it was great but I didn't think it was bad maybe not as bad as some of the others Considering we had, like, two jokes in the entirety of Batman v Superman, I'll take whatever half-assed jokes I can get in this movie. You're telling me Martha wasn't the best, like, delivery of a punchline <laughs> this century? That was not intended to be a joke. Had I known that was going to be intended to be funny, it would have hit on all cylinders. But no, that was that was funny for all the wrong reasons. That was, like... Seriously, like the first time you watch that movie, you're waiting for the the rim shot, the do and it doesn't happen. <laughs> the, I mean, oh shit. The 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 other thing to me that I, it, it's another Aquaman bothersome thing. There's a couple things that bother me with Aquaman in this. One is it seems like, I guess because of you know, modern popular culture really shitting all over Aquaman. Um, that they're really working hard to make Aquaman seem badass. Surfer it's dude, they so, went surfer dude. Well, yeah, well, the, to me, they went Cal Drogo, the Aquaman. Um, <laughs> and it, it, you know, you watch Game of Thrones; they didn't alter what he looks like as Cal Drogo that much for Aquaman. Um, it feels like they took the same fucking outfit, makeup, everything. And they were like, you know what? That's our Aquaman right there. That's how we make Aquaman badasses. We just go with one of the badass characters from Game of Thrones and just put him in water. Um, yeah, all of those choices to me just scream Ian's personal friend, Zack Snyder. Comment from Zack Snyder? He's he's very busy still. Ah, uh, okay. Tough time for us all in the Snyder family. And... Uh... I can't think we can blame Zack Snyder for costume design choices like this. I think... The director has final say. I think with Aquaman, you weren't going to go with, like, fucking green and orange skin-tight shit. So I think it makes sense if you're going to pitch him more as this, like, character on the outside of society hanging out with, like, the raw fisherman that he'd go for more of a native kind of look. And I think it's almost kind of weird that the only, like, not super white person in this movie chucks a spear... (laughs) 
I think that's kind of racist, and I'm a little concerned about that. I'll have to call Zach about that later, because I didn't think about it until Bradley talked up about all this spear chucking. And I'm like, that's a little <laughs> fucking weird, isn't it? And then I think the other weird thing with this movie... He's not the only non-white person. He's not Cyborg. the only... Cyborg. Cyborg's basically white, let's be honest. <laughs> the black dude playing Cyborg is basically white. Cyborg as a character, I think, deals with a lot. He's basically Batman, but, like, smarter. And that makes him white? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think you guys are missing the point here. But, 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 you but guys are missing the point of my awesome... But the spear-throwing thing is the racist thing, then, not what you're saying about him being super smart version of Batman. Really? I kind of just forgot about Cyborg because I barely care about him. <laughs> Forgot about the black guy. <laughs> to be uh, fair, Cyborg is in this trailer, like any of the trailers, marketing. He is the least featured character out of everyone. Which is weird, because they made it such a big the push to force him into the Justice League in the comics. Mm-hmm. And then he's barely in these. Like, I, honestly, I forgot Cyborg was in Like I just watched the trailer, like, not even an hour before we recorded this. <laughs> I forgot he was in it. You mentioned him picking up Aquaman and throwing him. Forgot about him. Like, Cyborg is just <laughs> not involved in this movie. Well, and I'll also say the same about the character in the comics of Cyborg. Can you tell me something Cyborg has said or done in any comic you've read from Justice League comics? Or I'm any more... Cyborg I mean, comic that he was in? Can you can you I've make a reference to something he has done? The Teen Titan like, TV series, I watched the shit out of that, so I know all about him from that. I didn't talk about that. I meant when you put him in with the heavy hitters and with Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, can you tell me something he did? Well, that's the thing. I don't read Justice League because, like, fuck, who reads that mainstream shit? Yeah, fucking, yeah, like that reaction. <laughs> this is all getting cut. I want to say, wait, wasn't there... <laughs> we got the last there... three minutes of this. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there a, uh, one of the DC animated movies where Cyborg was featured? Like, all the other Justice League members are incapacitated and it's up to Cyborg to bring everybody back? Probably, because I guess that they've really been pushing him since they, I think, were planning on putting him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they kicked out Martian it, Manhunter for him, and I'm still... Wasn't, wasn't it, um, shit, I'm trying to remember the, I, I might have the name wrong, but the one that comes up to me is, uh, Justice League Doom. But I think yeah. the, the whole storyline with that one is that, like, yeah. someone finds Batman's files on how to incapacitate all the Justice League members, but Cyborg is such a new member, he doesn't have a file for him yet, so he's the one that's not incapacitated and has to help everybody else get, like, you know, back in, you know, rescue them, I guess, and, and get the team back together. So, there you go, Mike. There's there's your one all right shining reference for Cyborg. I'm glad somebody was able to come up with something. Um... <laughs> It, it, I don't know, it just seems to me like he made reference there to Martian Manhunter, and it, it is, I hate to say it when it's like the one black dude, but it's like, I, I really don't care about Cyborg's presence, but Martian Manhunter, I would have actually cared that that guy was in the movie. It would have been, like That would have been like, oh shit, they're actually doing Martian Manhunter. Awesome. When it's, they're doing Cyborg, it's like, why are they doing Cyborg? It, you know... I almost feel like they had to have picked him just from, like, reverse engineering what they want plot beats to do. So it's like, okay, we've set up this set piece where this needs to happen. What hero fits that best? And it's like, oh, Cyborg can hack things. We we need him to do stuff. I feel like any role that Cyborg could fill, Martian Manhunter slash Batman could fill that role. 
True, except you don't want to have Batman just hacking a computer when he could be doing cool, awesome fight scenes. I agree, but at the same time, it brings me back to a college humor video at one time that came up with Batman with Superman telling him that they needed to team up. And Batman just looking at him and saying, why? You don't need me. They don't need him. They need him to do the smart guy stuff, not to actually fight. Like, think about the difference in what Batman can do in a fight versus what Superman or Wonder Woman can do in a fight. Right, yeah. So they need him to be doing the smart guy stuff and not out there dying and constantly getting protected because he's friggin' spongy compared All right, point, to the rest of taken. them. I mean, I agree with you guys. I, th- I think Martian Manhunter would have been cooler to see on screen. Like, if you're going to invest money in a CG character, which is what Cyborg is, why not make it freaking alien that can fly and do awesome shit? Maybe that's also why I forgot about him, as you'd like, you just see the CGI, because it's not good. It's not good CGI. That was something I was going to ask, is that pretty much every trailer that features Cyborg, the CG doesn't look all there, like it's like it's still being a work in progress, and I didn't. I was going to ask you guys if you thought it looked any better in this trailer. No. no. Since this is a for, month for before a movie release. With, for a movie with the type of budget that this has, it looks piss poor. I think it's just, it's more, I think for me, it's more that just like, the whole rest of his body, except for like half of his face, is a real person. Or they're, they're the other, or CG. Like except for like half his face, his half of his face is a real real well, person that I'm assuming they motion captured and did stuff with, and it it just throws like his piece of face that is actually him just sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the rest of his CGI body to me that it makes the right. CGI look bad. And they mastered this whole like cyborg thing a long time ago in a movie called RoboCop, and in Terminator, I feel like those looked better than this does. Yeah, I mean, good practical effects, obviously. At least, if you watch some of those movies now, they hold up better than CGI. Because CGI stuff gets so dated so quickly. Mm-hmm. It might work for now, for the next year or two. But if you try to watch this movie in five, ten years, I I don't know if that will hold up. Like, honestly, watching these trailers, it feels like they're advertising the new CW series. More than their <laughs> fucking big budget heavy hitter movie. I, yeah, I could buy that. It's yeah. just the, the CGI looks poor. The jokes fucking suck. <laughs> and and this is coming from the DC guy out of be, our group. To be honest, like I don't even care about this movie. Like the only thing DC's put out that's fine has really been Wonder Woman, and it's not. Let's be honest, that wasn't like a great movie. It was good, but it like didn't like make me like I need to go check out Wonder Woman two like tomorrow. You know. I but disagree. I even, was really into Wonder Woman. But to me, Wonder Woman, it still isn't even the best superhero movie of this year already. Do, do I want to know what your pick is? Logan. Okay. That was actually going to be my pick, too. Um, what the fuck, then, Brian? Well, you could call him out like that. And then, oh, yeah, I was going to pick that one, too. I also agree with that point. For some reason, I thought he was going to say Spider-Man, and I was I was kind of confused. No. Not that Spider-Man's bad, I, I mean, just don't yeah, think Wonder it's Woman's the best one of the summer. Spider-Man, but I, it's what I, I just mean, it's not like they raised the bar at all in that movie. They just executed really well. And I think that's almost what tainted it, is just how bad DC is, is when you just execute well, <laughs> you think it's a great, perfect movie. When there was yeah, a lot of flaws. That, that's kind of a point I would make with Wonder Woman, and how good it seemed. I think it seemed better than it was because of how bad the other movies were. 
and you were like you went in with high hopes of it being better than the others were and when it actually was it made it feel like oh my god they didn't ruin it and it <laughs> <laughs> like so it had that effect of making it feel better um it, because i i don't know like i i'm sure you guys you know that we went over a lot of it I didn't listen. If you did a Wonder Woman review episode, I did not get a chance to listen to it. But, I mean, as soon as the movie ended, I put plot holes in that that are gaping wounds um, that just didn't make sense to me. And I feel like it could have been even better than it was, but it still... To me, it still fell sh fell short of being a truly great superhero movie. I guess I'm in the minority here. I, I again, I really liked Wonder Woman. I, I to, to me, there's three superhero movies, maybe a fourth. I'm on the fence for no, yeah, you know what, yeah, four because because Guardians I think is rewatchable too. But I that's for me, I think, uh, on the lower end. Um, but. The, the three for me, Logan, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man are the three that I would I would watch again in a heartbeat. I, I think those movies are totally rewatchable. I like every single one of them for different reasons. Um, and I don't I don't think Wonder Woman's a perfect film, but I do think it's a, it's up there as a very, very good one, in in my opinion. Which Spider-Man? The newest one. Oh, homecoming. Okay. He's talking about this year. He's talking about oh, this I, year. Okay. Because I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I, I honestly see... In my own personal opinion, Wonder Woman coming out, I mean, currently, I see it coming out as the fourth best this year for superhero movies, um, because I still put Spider-Man above it, personally. I enjoyed Spider-Man a lot more than I did Wonder Woman, um, mm -hmm. and I actually think that Thor is going to be friggin' amazing. From Yeah, all bets are so off far. by the end of the year. Because I definitely think Thor is going to top a lot of people's lists, but that's just going off of buzz from what I'm hearing online. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that being said, um, do I have any other points here? Um, here's the one I was going to ask you guys. The, the opening of the trailer where we see Clark at the farm with Lois. The trailer makes it seem like that's a dream sequence. Do you think it's going to stay that way in the movie, or do you think this is actually the first time we see Superman back from the dead, and they just cut it to look like a dream sequence? I thought it was, um, like, something that already happened. Yeah, I, I personally... I think, I, having watched the long, like, the mashed-up version of the trailers, there is one scene where I think you get the first view of Superman. Um, and I... I think it's from this one, but it may have been from one of the others where you see the glass with the water in it doing the Jurassic Park thing on the table. And I'm that that's and Alfred talks to somebody off screen. Yeah. And he says he said you'd come. Yeah, because that was, that was yeah, that's an older, older trailer. And yeah, I'm assuming that's when Superman shows up, too, because well, Alfred makes it a point to emphasize the word hope, which is always associated with Superman. Mm hmm. So to me, that's that's the scene. But Ian, to your point, this scene can't be like a flashback because he references the ring that he was going to give her, and then he died. So if he's referencing a ring that she put on, obviously it happens after he's dead. That could be something where he's come back, he's helped them, and it's almost like a like a bookend. Yeah, 
an end to the movie type of scene. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. But then, so then she would dream about a ring she doesn't know about? No, she knows about that. She she had the ring on at the end of BVS. Like, the shot of her with the dirt in her hand is from BVS. I guess I just don't care about these movies. <laughs> Forgetting everything about them. <laughs> I just, honestly, like, there's nothing... I don't watch the Marvel ones either. I'm just too far behind to give a shit, and I don't think they're that special. Blasphemy. Okay, so anyways, um, <laughs> they're just not that good because they're not really like great movies. They're fine superhero action flicks, but there's nothing special going on. And DC has done even worse. Not even like they've done worse. They've just never done anything other than Wonder Woman that was the acceptable film, really. Like, they all kind of just suck. Like, they're not like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching The Room bad. But they're like, I'm not going to go watch <laughs> this fucking again. Like, fuck that. I shouldn't have given them five bucks. Well, thank God they don't get, like, anything out of this. That's why I use MoviePass now. <laughs> you didn't actually get MoviePass, did you? I didn't think you saw that many movies to even try to do that. Now I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually recording this from the movie theater. There's no one here to see My Little Pony <laughs> at this time of night on a Thursday. <laughs> um, all right, well, Ian, let me ask you this, then. Are you actually going to pay money to go see Justice League, or are you skipping it? I, I got the movie pass, so I've already paid. <laughs> Oh goodness. <laughs> uh Mike, do you plan on seeing this? Or are you sort of like jaded like Ian and you're you're not gonna watch this one? If I have nothing to do on one of the weekends shortly after it comes out and I'm bored, it may be something I go and do. <laughs> I'm not making a point of like saying like, Oh, I gotta be there for it. You know, it, but Yeah, if I'm bored and there's nothing better to do, I will go and see it. Um, I guess I guess I'm in the minority again. Like I'm I'm planning to see this opening weekend. I would I will go the weekend it comes out. Yeah, because you have to record your fucking review for it for this fucking thing that Josh is going to listen to while he's on it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I was going to say it's not going to make a difference if no one sees the movie that opening weekend. I'd have to wait three weeks to record the damn show anyway. But that's the thing. I also think but, like how scared they are with like what the release date is. They're like trying to just like squeeze in and get like some like two weeks without being like hassled by anyone. Yeah, the guy, oh. it's a terrible release date. They're fucking in between scared, Thor and, and I Star think that says a lot about how they know this movie's shit. Yeah, they should have put this movie into February. Yeah, that would have been smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to go up against Thor and Star Wars. You just don't want to do it. Yeah, because if Thor's getting the reviews that it's it's buzzed as getting, Thor's going to be making. It's, it'll be interesting when Justice League comes out if Thor. Doesn't get it. the number one, yeah. <laughs> Opening weekend for Justice League and Thor still wins the weekend. That's gonna be DC's gonna shit themselves. <laughs> that will be hilarious. I anticipate it actually happening. Actually, uh, like, <laughs> but yeah, I will say as far as like most of these trailers that came out, I don't feel like a lot of the plot is spoiled. Which I think they must have learned something from BBS because BBS spoiled everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we still haven't seen a lot of, I feel like, what's supposed to happen in this movie. So that, that makes me happy. I think that's just because there's no fucking plot. I mean, that, well, I won't know until after I see the movie, but could be. Like, I, either either way, it's intrigued me enough to want to go opening weekend. Honestly, do you think the plot's anything more than, I need to team up because there's a threat? Oh, here's the threat, and that's it? That's the plot? Like, there's no intricacies? Like, it's just that that's straight the threat. fucking Hulk forward. smash. Like, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, that's what I expect. Broad strokes, that's what I'm expecting for a, sp- for a plot. But do you think it's going to be more intricate? Like, I don't, I don't know how you can spoil that plot almost more. Like, you know what I mean? 
What could they have well, done? I mean, like, they're... You're not seeing too much... I mean, you get a little bit of, like, battles with the villain, like Steppenwolf, like we are talking about. But as far as, like, what kind of big act... Like, I don't feel like there's third act stuff in this trailer... In the, any of these trailers. I feel like you could take Fair. place in a lot of the first two acts of the movie, and they're saving a lot of that third act stuff for when you see the movie. Which is a smart way to market. I'm hoping I'm right. But, you know, again, we'll have to see. I could be wrong. I mean, after seeing this movie, I could come back and be like, yep, okay, they spoiled a lot more in that trailer than I thought they did, now that I have a frame of reference, but going into it, not still not really knowing what's going on, I still feel like they're keeping a lot secret. I think that's what's going to happen, because I don't think there's any substance to this movie. Yeah, again, I'd have to argue that after I see the movie. I can't tell you one way or the other now. You know my boy Zack Snyder. You know what he's going to do. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not going out to support your boy, Zack Snyder. I told you I am with Movie Pass. <laughs> well, at least you're trying to do something there. That, that will, it we'll gets full that. ticket price. We covered this three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else for Justice League? Or we'll move on to Star Wars. Pass. Pass, okay. All right, on to the Last Jedi trailer. So this is our, hopefully the final trailer that we get for this movie too. I don't know. There's still time for this. We still might get another trailer, but hopefully this is, this is it. There are only two. Um, so far. Uh, yeah. Typically most movies do three. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get another one between now and December, but the fact that they waited so long to show us this one, th- this could be the last one. I'm, I'm fingers I crossed. Could, I could see a third coming with Thor. That's that's like two weeks, three weeks away. Or no, sorry. Yeah, three or four, three weeks. Shit, what day is today? The 12th. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out how many weeks. One, two, three. Yeah, three weeks. I, there's no way we'll get another yeah, trailer in no. three weeks. I like one before yeah, Justice League so. to help them sell some tickets. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. That way it could be um, four that week. I'd still just wait for YouTube. Um... <laughs> So, be, I mean, before we actually start getting into the trailer, were any were either of you trying to avoid any more marketing for this at all, or or did you were you looking forward to this trailer to watch it? I was trying to, and I read Ryan Johnson's quote and then his retraction, and it was like, I don't know, it kind of feels like a forced retraction. But here's the thing: did you uh, do, like do you follow him on Twitter or anything? Are you on Twitter at all? Or see? No, nah, I'm not on Twitter. Because I. I, I check Twitter every now and again, and most of the headlines that were being published on Twitter from different clickbaity sites were that Ryan Johnson says avoid the trailer because there's spoilers in it. And everyone was sending him those articles on Twitter and say, did you say this? Like, what do I do? And he was telling people the quote is out of context. The title is out of context. What I said was, if you are trying to go into the movie clean, don't watch the trailer. He never said there's spoilers in the trailer. Right. So he said so, nothing. Because that's true for right. everything ever. Right. Like you can't he basically even read said, the back do what of a you book want without getting like. Yeah, that. he said if, if you want to basically if you want to watch the trailer, watch the trailer. If you don't want to watch the trailer, then don't watch the trailer. But everyone kept going to him for confirmation, and he kept telling people just do what you know, basically do what you want to do. Of course, when the trailer dropped, it was, he tweeted out like, you know what? Never mind. Forget what I said. Just watch it. Watch it now. Watch it as many times as you want. So I think. You know, I don't know if he's just adding to the promotion and hype the, around the movie then at that point, but 
Yeah, I don't think he was trying to deter people from the trailer, which sort of helped me make up my mind because I was thinking I kind of want to avoid it. But at the same time, one, one, it's material for the podcast. It gives us something to talk about. And two, I'm so starving for new footage and like something to hold me over until December that this has to be what's going to hold me over until then. Yeah, that 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 kicked in too. Because even cause the the hardest thing to do is to if you can avoid any type of trailer discussion or watching the trailer like 24 hours, maybe 48 hours after it drops, you're in the clear. But that first day or two, it's everywhere. I just don't watch it, movie it, trailers, so I was planning on not watching it. I only ever watch trailers when we do this. That's we, true. We did talk about that before. The only time I see them is when I see movies, but luckily they only show the same like four trailers again and again nowadays, <laughs> and I'm not really missing much. True. I mean, are you are you upset that I made you watch this? Because I really don't want to spoil stuff for people that are trying to avoid it. I only this, don't do I don't... it because I just don't care enough. Like I, I know what I'm going to see. The trailers aren't going to sell me on it. I know enough from okay, fair people enough. involved and just, you already kind of know the story for a lot of stuff going in without trailers. Right. Mm-hmm. And as far as that goes, if you're listening to this, it's time to, if you didn't watch the trailer and you don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're listening to this if you if you yeah. haven't watched the trailer and don't want to know about it, because we're, we're going to talk as much as we can or want to about this trailer. Um. All right, so sort of where I'm going to start, just to fuel discussion here. Um, I'm going to start with the voiceovers from the trailer. I figure that can give us some a starting point to theorize and talk about whatever we want to. Um, the trailer opens with a voiceover from Snoke. Snoke says, when I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. And then the trailer ends with him saying, fulfill your destiny. So... The trailer opens with Kylo, and then it switches to Rey. So I don't know if that's a little bit of misdirection. Any just theorize who or what he could be referring to with his line of dialogue? Well, I think it's the same thing with, like, Luke's. I think the whole point of the trailer is it's referring to both of them. Like, both of, like they're always referring to both characters. Because it's a duality okay. thing. I, I think what you're seeing here is very similar to the original trilogy, where... The Emperor is trying to use Vader to get Luke to join them. I feel like Snoke is using Kylo to get Rey to join them. And we're going to have that play out in some way. Um, because Well, with that in mind, then I would think that this line of dialogue would be pointed at Rey. Right. So is that where you're going with this? You think he's mm-hmm. talking, talking to Rey? I think he's talking about Rey. Okay. I think he's talking to Kylo, and when he says something, when he says something beyond Kylo that is truly special, he's talking about Rey. And we will learn whatever way Rey and Kylo may be connected. We will learn of that, and that's the truly special thing beyond him. Okay, so the first part of the sentence, or the first couple sentences, are for Kylo, and then when he says, "and beyond that," something. Okay. That goes to Ray. I okay. I could I could buy that. I mean, this is also assuming that like all these voiceovers, because there's a couple of them in the trailer. This is assuming all these voiceovers are actually lines from the movie and not just made for the trailer, which also could be. Mm-hmm. We made. I feel like we've made the mistake before of speculating on lines of dialogue or something in these trailers that never show up in the final movie. Mm-hmm. So this could all be for not anyway, but speculation's half the fun. 
um, yeah, I don't know. I my gut reaction is that he's talking to Ray. All of it, I would say, to Ray. Okay. And sort of to your point, like it could be he's he's using Kylo as a means to an end. And if he has some sort of force visions or something, or or is good enough at like planning events or predicting the future or or some sort of force power like that, that maybe he's he's had his eye on Ray for a while and was just sort of waiting for her to to I don't know stumble across them or something I don't know. Perhaps, um. Uh, it could have even been him wondering about a test for her to see if she discovered her powers on her own to prove her true potential. Because that's essentially yeah. what she does, is she discovers that she has these powers without anyone else's input. Right. And that so, would, that's, yeah, that's Force Awakening. That's that's the movie. Right. And that's kind of unprecedented. In such that she doesn't have anybody to tell her that a Jedi mind trick exists, but she still uses it. Right. That's unprecedented. Like, a, the other Jedis have powers and whatnot that they use ahead of time. Sure, we see it in Anakin and why he's able to pod race. Um, but does he understand how to use that power intentionally? No. So I think that. It could, if he's speaking directly to her about it, it could have all just been a test on him waiting for her to awaken on her own to prove the true potential yeah, of the I mean, force like, I'm, within her. I'm I'm sort of expecting some sort of showdown. Well, I mean, obviously, I guess we see a little bit of it in the trailer of Snoke like suspending Ray in the air. So obviously, there was some sort of showdown between Ray and Snoke. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at that point in the movie, this is where this line of dialogue comes out when he's talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing. I don't want to cut a huge discussion into your voiceover talk, but one thing about that specifically that I noticed that may be the most significant thing to come out of this trailer that goes unnoticed is you get a very brief um, look at what Snoke looks like live instead of in a hologram. Mm -hmm. And to me, the most notable thing about that, and like I said, maybe the most important thing in the trailer, he's not wearing black. He's not wearing dark colors. His robes are gold. Um, yeah. And that is further assertion uh, when they explained that he was not a Sith, that Kylo was not a Sith, that this whole thing, it, it, it strikes me as very significant that he's not wearing black. Um, yeah, there's a color choice later that I was actually going to get into, too. I made a note of that and uh, for someone else's outfit. Okay. And to me, it kind of rings... I think we discussed that at one point, that Snoke may be a Bendu-like character. Um, I don't, Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about that or not, but... Me and you may have talked about it separately from the podcast. I don't know if it was on a podcast or not, but I think we discussed it at one point, that he may be something like Bendu. Okay. Um, Just the color choice says to me that that is definitely possible. I wonder if that's more of a motivation signifier, where with Palpatine it seemed more he just wanted to fuel the dark side. Where maybe Stokes actually more actually wants to conquer the whole galaxy. 
you know, gold emperor kind of deal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Perhaps, but I mean... Kylo still wears the black. It's not like, you know, it's not a a whole thing for everyone. No, I I understand that, and that's why, I mean, it's Snoke. Like, the dark side is obviously there within Kylo. We see that. But we don't know whether or not it's there within Snoke. We haven't had enough interaction with him to know whether he actually uses the dark side or not. He simply is on the side of the First Order, which we presume to be evil. Um, based off of obvious actions, you know. Um, but the, the the point I'm getting at is that Sith typically always wear black. Um, well, this is... Alright, so maybe we'll just spin off into this, because I feel like this is going to lead us down a, a, a path here. That, And I feel like we've talked about this on other Star Wars episodes and stuff, too, that they seem to be, I feel like this movie is going to change the fundamentals of what we know of as the Force. The light side, the dark side. Something of, is going to change and come out of this looking at that very, very differently. So sort of to Mike's point, Snoke might not be strict dark side. He could be somewhere in the middle. And we could see people dabble in both sides and not necessarily have an allegiance to the light or the dark. And that was sort of, as far as like a costume color that I was going to talk about, um... Ray goes from a very tan, light-colored outfit in Force Awakens to dark gray in this one, which, to me, and I could be reaching here, but signifies more of, like, that gray Jedi that everybody keeps seeming to talk about now, as someone that sort of dabbles in both sides and is not really strictly light or dark. Doesn't Luke go through the same process of transformation in what he wears? In this trailer? No, I mean in the original trilogy. Yeah, in Empire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, he he gradually transitions to darker colors. Yeah, but that wasn't there. There wasn't. I don't know. I guess as much. Well, not that I know what the the buzz around the movies were back in the eighties and stuff. But and of course, social media and all that crap wasn't around then anyway. So you probably couldn't. But going into this one, it seems again from the buzz that I keep hearing is is fundamental changes to the force and i hear gray jedi a lot everywhere from people's either speculations or rumors or or whatever so a literal jedi that is wearing gray to me is just symbolization that they're going to do whatever they feel like they need to with the force light or dark don't you think it more is about symbolizing her making a choice in this movie like that's why she's in between between light and dark yeah because she's going to make a choice or it's going to end on her getting ready to make a choice like so then in the the third one, she'll be either all black or all white type of yeah. costume yeah, color. Disney's very on the nose with their Star Wars movies. <laughs> I could, Yeah, I could see that. I think that's probably what I would prefer is something like that. Because the more convoluted you make the Force, I feel like the harder, harder it is to follow. And, you know, people's allegiances are harder to decide that way if it's just like, well, I just use the Force however the fuck I feel Especially like. Especially when, you know, it's based on some type of bacteria inside of all of us. You wonder how a bacteria yeah, could be evil or good. Right? Yeah. We'll never speak of that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, they really fucked themselves with that. <laughs> that's, notice that's why they never talk about it again. You will never hear Medichlorians mentioned ever again. That's why they killed off all the Jedi. That, that whole fucking bacteria got wiped out. because of, like, <laughs> the, the bloodline is gone. <laughs> Someone invented bleach. All the Jedi tied out. Um, what I can say to that is um, 
the the idea of gray Jedi or dark Jedi, um, to me, I think we're going to get a piece of. I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of it, but I think we're definitely going to get a piece of it. Um, okay. And I'm not going to get into why, because once again, that's that stupid leak that I came across at one point. Oh, that's right. That was like a year ago or something, wasn't it? Close to that, yeah. It, it, it wasn't a full year ago, but I want to say it was about 10 months, maybe, that I, that I go For anyone that, that didn't listen, I can't remember what episode we talked about it on, but Mike, we were talking about Star Wars something. Was it the Snoke theories and stuff that you stumbled upon it for that? Or was it a yes. different Star Wars thing? Yeah, it was in the Snoke theories. So he, we were, we were doing Snoke theories, Ray theories, I think even Finn theories and stuff like that, as, as far as who they could be related to and stuff like that. And the course of Mike's research, he stumbled across what was supposedly a script leak for The Last Jedi, which I guess you actually went ahead and read most of it or all of it or something like that? I did. Okay. I didn't so, believe it, so it was kind of like, oh, come on, bullshit, that wouldn't happen. And then... Having read it, I still felt like it wasn't real. You know what I mean? Like, even after reading it, it was kind of like, I don't know about that. But yeah. then the first trailer we seen at Celebration, I instant I think you remember me tapping you and saying, like, oh, <laughs> like that. That, yeah. that part there kind of works with that. So, shit, maybe it was real. Um so the, the seeds have been planted for you. You are just That's a really boxes. interesting term to use for it, given the context <laughs> of what it was. Um, so are you just checking boxes every time you watch these trailers? Like, oh, okay, that was in the script I read. That was in the script Well, no, I no, 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 no. There was no actual lines. But both trailers have featured the appearance of that tree. The bookshelf. The tree. Isn't, aren't there books on, on the tree? There was books there, but it was a it was a big tree. It wasn't just like a bookshelf made to look like a tree. It's a like she's standing at it at one point in this last trailer. I wonder if okay, all right. So I didn't put two and two together until now, but there there's a four issue comic book. Um, and for the life of me now, I can't remember what it is, but it was marketed with the Force Awakens, and it took place right after Return of the Jedi, and featured Poe's parents. Um, his mother was a fighter pilot, so she... It takes place, like, right after the Battle of Endor with her two parents, and they, each of them go off on separate missions, and you're basically following Poe's mom. Um, but the last issue, the fourth issue, has her teaming up with Luke Skywalker, who is looking for a tree that was taken by Emperor Palpatine that was at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And they hunt the piece of the tree down, but they find two pieces of trees. So Luke takes one, and Poe's parents take the second. And they plant it somewhere. So if there is some sort of tree that used to be at a Jedi temple, that somehow hinges on the script you are talking about that shows up in The Last Jedi, that takes place 30 years later, I could assume that is the same tree. Very possible. Or perhaps the... I don't want to say anything. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want spoilers. So I don't think it if, would be a spoiler. It would just be my own conjecture that I don't think plays into spoiler. But or perhaps the trees that were planted were merely pieces of the tree that Luke finds. Okay. May, yeah. Maybe well, he would think because I mean, what he got wasn't very big. 
But you would think Luke would plant the tree is. where he was training, like um, Kylo, which is not where he's at now. Yeah. That's right. what I'm, that's yeah. what you would assume because he would be planning it for his new Jedi temple. That's, yeah, what's the thing? Like, there's no yeah, you don't know what he, the the comic does not tell you what he does with said tree. Okay, so, well, I think he makes a good point though in that he would not have put it on, he would not have planted that tree in a place that he searched out after his failure as a teacher to Kylo. Right. I get that. Yeah. So I think perhaps what I said is quite possible that the two pieces of tree were, or trees that were split in two, whatever you want to call it, were merely seedlings of the tree that he finds at the first Jedi temple. Yeah. After, uh, now, now it's going to make me want to go back and read that issue of the comic. Cause I don't know if he specifically mentions like, these are the last two pieces or this is the last piece. Like for, for whatever reason, he is definitive that this is it. Now that's not saying maybe there's other trees that are, aren't similar. Like maybe he takes what he can from there. And then over time finds that there's other trees like that. I, I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but okay. It's, the, um, it's, the, it's one thing that I read like in the comic and I was like, what the fuck is he going to do with a tree? So I'm, I've been waiting for that to pay off at some point. Like, there's no reason for them to make it a big deal and put it in there if it's not going to pay off somewhere. I mean, trees are really If the lines of dialogue that were in the leak are real, you'll get your payoff. Okay. Um, I really hope it's not real. <laughs> uh, I've said that since the beginning. That's why I didn't believe it. I didn't want to believe it. Um, oh, I'm still hoping Snoke even... is like a tree monster. He he lives in said tree. He like spawned from a sapling of it, and he's a living tree. At some point, one of you is going to stumble upon it, and we should probably change the subject unless you want that to happen. Because <laughs> um, right, well, I, I, I know I said on to the at next... one point something about it that would, now that we've talked about it more, you would stumble more upon oh he's like the, the, the three people from fucking lord of the rings there's a whole fucking <laughs> and they're fucking stomping around and you gotta like they no, gotta no, thank, i mean it's not that oh oh but... they're like the spore in fucking halo and they gotta like spread all over the galaxy that's why he doesn't care about the dark side of the force he just needs to conquer no like the flood yeah. if he keeps going with these ideas he's eventually gonna stumble on the one that i felt was closest to it and why <laughs> keep doing it <laughs> And I and I'm just gonna have to keep saying no, even when he does stumble on oh, it. Man. That's that's probably safer. Uh, all right, so I'll just move us on to the next line of dialogue in the trailer. From where? Um, because we what? jumped all over. I thought so. Where are we? Where are we dialogue now? We've only done the first voiceover oh. part. So the second one comes from Ray, where she said something inside of me has always been there, but now it's awake and I need help. We're assu- I'm assuming she's talking to Luke there. Mm-hmm. Which I think plays into the the final part of the trailer, which I feel like is complete misdirection. That where she's telling someone, "I need someone to show me my place in all this." I still feel like that's a continuation of this line of dialogue where she's presumably talking to Luke. I feel like that's she's talking to Luke the entire time. The trailer makes it seem like she's talking to Kylo, and Kylo's like, "Here, take my hand." I don't. I don't buy that. Do I you, feel like that's trailer misdirection. So you don't think it's that Luke has died without completing her training, and she has nowhere else to go? I don't. I honestly don't think Luke is going to die in this. Okay. I. I, I don't I, either. But I'm. I think that's the road they were trying to lead us down with the misdirection. 
Well, I think it, like the the trailer obviously makes it seem like he doesn't want to train her. Like it, it freaks him out, and he's been through this before. He doesn't want to go through it again, which makes no sense as to why you just abandon that person to let them do whatever they want to with this raw, untapped power, just roaming around the galaxy. Well, I think because um, like it, from what Luke knows about the Force, if you're not trained in it, it doesn't really do anything. Like like Bradley was saying earlier, Ray's kind of unique in that sense in the known Star Wars universe, so he might think if he doesn't train her, nothing will come of it at the beginning. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I feel like, well, granted, maybe I'm just going off of old canon, but, like, in the the older expanded universe, all the Star Wars novels, there's always somebody that has untapped force potential that left unchecked or untrained, they go down a dark path and they become a villain at some point. That's that's just what I'm led to believe and trained to believe. But they always find a teacher. Not all the time. They're just they're just poking. They they know they have a power. They know can they know they can do things. So they just keep testing what they can do, and without someone to tell you what you should and shouldn't do with said power, it just ends up they just end up doing bad things with it, and then they just keep going farther and farther down the but dark side. But in the side. current canon universe, the only Force users Luke knows that are dark were also trained by Jedi. He doesn't, you know, everyone that's a Force user was trained to use the Force by a Jedi. Right. I don't know. I guess the the logic for me just isn't there. Like I don't. I don't, I don't think understand. it's like like a really long thing. I think he like rejects her at first, and then within ten minutes of movie time, he decides to train her because she does something, and he's that's he's like I, I have to control this. Somehow. So so he does he does what Yoda does to Luke. Yeah, like I said, I, yeah. Every time we talk about these, they're not doing anything unique in these fucking movies. We've already <laughs> seen all three of these fucking movies already. Some people saw them forty fucking years ago, like. You're not giving much credit today, are you? Everything's going to suck. Everything's just copying everything else. Everything's bland. Yeah, dude. Welcome to being young millennials. Check out my <laughs> podcast, Young Millennials. <laughs> I don't know. I have more hope in this movie than Ian does, I guess, then. I, I expect I, this one to be different. Like, do you think Force Awakens was different? No. And that's an argument to be made. Well, no, For, I guess- Force Awakens did what it needed to do. They needed to play up nostalgia. They needed to make something similar to what the original trilogy was to bring people back from the jaded prequels that they've seen. And I think it hit on all that. I think I think the new part of it was the new characters, but you got plot beats and, you know, that kind of rhythm of A New Hope. This one does not have to hit story beats and rhythm of Empire Strikes Back. I think this is the one that could finally do something new and interesting and different and doesn't have to play by the Star Wars template, if you will. Okay. And I'm hoping they give Ryan Johnson the freedom to do that kind of thing. Because I feel like he would be the one to test that. Assume, assume, again, assuming they let him, which... Yeah. Rumors going into this, you don't hear anything bad about them trying to change his script or really go against his idea for the film. So, I'm, I'm hoping he he breaks the rhythm, I guess, and does something different. Okay, I would definitely agree. Um, if we have a Skywalker lose an arm at the end of the second in the trilogy again, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Uh, but. I, I, I think this one looks to be going down what is, like Empire, a darker path than the first movie. Um, Which I think that's something they'll use. Like, the the middle of the trilogy is always a darker movie. Yeah. 
So I, I don't have a problem with that, so long as we don't have any of the recycled material again. Um, the only thing that frightens me in that sense is, it's going to sound strange, but is it not the case that the room that Snoke is holding Ray in the air in, you know, where, you know, he's like battling her, doing whatever to her, it looks a little bit like Bespin. Um, if you're just looking at the, the wall design around the room, it looked a little bit like Bespin. I don't know, I got, I got First Order base or Star Destroyer feel from it. Okay. The floor the floors are too pristine and clean. For Bespin? No, for a start for a oh. start well yeah. I think I think they that kind of chic and shine is more for the first order base or star destroyer. I I mean that's kinda of Lando and Bespin though too, isn't it? Bespin was like white. those were definitely dark colors and black that was like on the ground. Okay. That's true. So you, you mean literally the colors, you don't mean about the cleanliness of it. And I was talking about the way that everything looked very ornate. I guess what Brian, Brian made it seem like he was real concerned about the cleanliness, and I was really wondering how he knows so much about the cleanliness of a Star Destroyer. No, I mean, like, you, you look at, like, from Force Awakens, when they walk around the Star Destroyer, the floors are gleaming. Like, they, they, they sweep, and they, they wipe the floors. I mean, we did meet one of their garbage men. Exactly. He was doing his job. Fucking main character. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, but to the point I was going to, I think this is going to feel a lot different than Empire. I don't feel like you're going to get the same tone out of it that you did. Yeah. However, it does appear at some point that Finn gets captured. Um, there's one point where it looks like he's being, you know, led somewhere by a bunch of stormtroopers. Uh, just for I think, it, I definitely moment. think he... He's wearing some sort of uniform, like I think like a First Order uniform, so he's definitely undercover. Whether or not he's trying to blend in, or if he goes undercover and then gets captured, it could be either one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think Ian, he would top to like the most wanted list, though. I don't know if he would... I think they would know his face. Captain Phasma calls him out real quick in the first one. Fa- I can understand Phasma possibly picking him out, but... Like regular stormtroopers that normally just walk around in their uniforms and helmets. I don't know how many people are going to recognize him and be like, "Oh yeah, FN two two one eight seven or whatever." Yeah, the that's the dude who took out my garbage. <laughs> how are you going to forget that guy? I just picture him taking out garbage in a stormtrooper uniform, like helmet on and all. I still feel like he would be on wanted posters. They just look his file up and be like, "This is a wanted traitor." Yeah, and they gotta honestly have some like DNA based security. It's like the fucking future. <laughs> it's not the future. It's a long time ago, Ian. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> it's in the fucking crawl. <laughs> it's like the main thing of Star Wars. It's the first thing you see after Star Wars. Actually, it's before. Or no, Star right Wars. before. Right before. <laughs> sorry. Right before. It's right after. It Lucas is the first film. thing you see. <laughs> I fucked that up. Thanks for having my back, Mike. <laughs> um, there was I I was going down a line of thought, and then I completely forgot what the fuck I was going when we got sidetracked with everything. Um, oh, Luke dying. I don't I don't think Luke's gonna die mainly because Carrie Fisher died. I think if there was anything written in this script where Luke would die, 
I, I think because Carrie Fisher was meant to have such a big role in nine, Luke could have died if Carrie Fisher was going to sort of like hold the torch in nine. But if she's unable to do that, I don't think they would have Luke die because I feel like if they're going to use an original ca- trilogy cast member for nine, it's it, it has to be Luke at this point. So I feel like he's got to live on. Billy D still I available. Mean, that's <laughs> that's true. Like super I mean, available. Yes. Please call. Yeah, me. he's he's actively looking for work. He's calling old English right now because <laughs> Lucasfilm isn't calling him. Um all right, so speaking of Luke, we actually get some dialogue from Luke in this trailer. He fucking speaks finally. Um so Luke is saying, I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then, it does now. Um I guess we sort of talked, we did already talk about what that could mean and who he's talking to and as far as Ray and training and all that stuff. Um, anything else to add for that one? Who's he talking about having seen it before, though? Is he talking about Kylo? Is he talking yeah, about that, Vader, yeah. Palpatine, Snoke? I don't think he, It. Ha, I, I assuming it's it's paralleling what Ian said, sort of like when training Kylo. So I'm assuming it's Kylo. Okay. Because, like, I don't think with those other guys, he saw, like, raw power. He just, like, I guess raw maybe in one sense, but I'm I'm assuming he means as in untrained, new, right. not as in, like, Vader was really strong, guys. Yeah, because you, uh, you could probably count the number of times Vader and Luke cross paths on one hand. So I don't think that gives him enough say to be like, oh, yeah, raw strength, yeah. But Palpatine, he underestimated Palpatine and it cost him the life of his father. Right. And perhaps he underestimated the power of Snoke in Snoke's ability to draw Kylo to the dark side. I, I, I could I could let Snoke slide. I still think my my gut reaction is Kylo. He's talking about Kylo. I, I think Kylo's the easy answer. Because I just think with both of these, like I was saying earlier, I think that it doesn't matter who he's, like, either of these people are talking to, I think the lines are all about both Kylo and Rey. Like, it applies to, like, both of them, everything. Like, it's all about those two right now. That's what this whole movie's about. Yeah, it's the duality between the two of them, for sure. And how that's going to play out and what they're going to mean to each other, I think is going to be the main focus here. And as we all know, Star Wars loves a good incest tale. (laughs) They do. So you're expecting them to be brother and sister again? I'm thinking kissing cousins. <laughs> Ian shipping Kylo and Ray. Who isn't? <laughs> uh, Kylo actually has a line of dialogue too, where he says, "Let the past die, kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be." You, I mean, I don't know if that applies as much to Ray as it does to Kylo. Yeah, he's definitely pulling a taxi driver there. He's just talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have to explain that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the fact that they show that while he's about to pull the trigger on what seems to be killing his mother. Do you, All right, do you think that he'll actually kill Leia? Do you think that's the way she goes, killed by Kylo Ren? Would be fitting. It releases it him of all light side bonds that he has, other than Luke. To leave... Yeah. For a battle in which he would obviously kill Luke, and then Ray would have to kill him in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. 
I don't know if it's something... Because, again, I don't know... I, I don't know how much rewriting they would have had to done after Carrie Fisher's death. If they would have thrown in a death scene for her here, I feel like her dying in real life, you don't really want to kill off that character in a movie. Like, I feel like she would... It would be more, maybe more satisfying to see her sort of like right off into the sunset somehow. But you can't do that in the how... second movie, right? So I, th- I think you'll get that in in the third one somehow. But I guess that's the I thing, though. If they did rewrite it around her death to kill her here, it seems like a pretty big scene and explosion to like completely rewrite that in, like him flying into like a spaceship to blow it up right. from like the inside. That seems like a large rewrite, almost be more believable if it was a different character was supposed to die there or just it's kind of unrelated to her and that's just how they cut the trailer almost yeah i'd say they could cut the movie that way because they could have had that happening and scrapped the space battle that took place where he did that and they add in him with a scene in struggling to push the button and add in a scene of leia being happening to be on that ship and he knows it they i mean that i don't think that it necessarily had to be a scene they completely made for mm-hmm. that moment. Sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced that final scene in the trailer between Ray and Kylo is spliced for the trailer. This one, I feel like does play out as is in the movie. I think, I think it's, it's something good. Like, cause I think the whole thing with Kylo is him wrestling his demons. I don't think, I think it's something they're they're going to explore in this movie of, of how to or what to do about his mother, whether or not he can actually kill her, or I think it's something he's going to struggle with the entire movie. So I could see that being an instance from the movie, and I'm going to... My prediction is he's not going to pull the trigger. Either he's going to decide not to, or something's going to stop him either way. But I don't, I don't think she dies there. I tend to agree with that. The struggle within him seems much more apparent there than when he had to kill Han. Right. Um, it looked like he, when he killed Han, it, it seemed as though he planned it out and was getting revenge on his father. Yeah. This seems like, my God, how could I kill my own mother? Yeah, because even the few times he mentions Han Solo in The Force Awakens, like it sounds like he has a vendetta against Han Solo. It doesn't seem like he holds that same hostility towards his mom. Yeah, but that's also, didn't they like, kind of clearly show Han ran away? That's like a right. very easy explanation for that. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to kill their deadbeat dad? <laughs> um. So I don't know if if I if assuming Kyle is not talking to himself, could he be talking to somebody else? I don't know who else let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. I don't know who else that would apply to. Luke. Hmm. Like him abandoning okay. his past to become something even greater. I mean, that's the only one that has, like, a really detailed past that would need to, like, get rid of it. Right. Maybe Chewie if we get to find out more about his slave days or something. <laughs> okay. Now, I've heard I've heard rumors, too. Just I'm just looking for opinions now. Um, that we could get Kylo and Rey switching sides. Do you guys see that happen at all? Like, Ray Ray goes to train with Snoke, and Kylo comes back to Luke? That would be something that would be both unexpected, but I think awesome as well. Um, showing, in some sense, that the Force can be fluid within someone. 
and they can succumb to the pulls of the dark side and still manage to come back to the light like Vader did. Okay. Um, so, maybe. And Ray is a Sith. Shit, that would just be cool. Um, but I don't see the dark side within her revealed in any way whatsoever. I don't see them anything in The Force Awakens that points to anything dark about her. Other than the whole missing her parents thing the way that Anakin did. Right. Uh, Ian, you got anything to add for that? Do you think that's possible? You like that idea? I fucking hate that idea. That's <laughs> so dumb. That'd just be a way to say, hey, nothing actually really happened in this movie. The sides are all still evened up. And yeah, you gotta go see the third one to give a shit, because we didn't care about this. Alright, well let me ask you, what would you like to see from this movie? What oh, would man. get you excited? Okay, so, I believe you were gonna talk about it momentarily, but... The greatest character in Star Wars history finally makes his big debut in this trailer. His name is New Jar Jar. Mirror <laughs> New Jar Jar. <laughs> yelling next to Boba Bob. I was going to say Boba Fett, but I then all that Wookiee guy. So New Jar Jar's in this. And I'm really hoping New Jar Jar is actually a Jedi. And he is the last Jedi. Not Rey. Not Mark Hamill. Not Kylo Ren. New Jar Jar. Last Jedi. That's what I want to see. That's see, how you make a $500 billion franchise, Disney. You make the cute, cuddly character the main character, the fucking Jedi. See, now, I so have, see I have a bullet Jedi. point here on my notes for this. And I didn't go to the Jar Jar route. I said it's a new Ewok. Um, think about a thousand of those little bastards battling some stormtroopers. Uh, because the reason I say new Ewok as opposed to new Jar Jar is this thing's not going to speak English. I oh, don't... you don't fucking know! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it makes a noise similar to Chewbacca at one point there. I don't think we're getting this thing talking. It's a mimic, like a, like a parrot. Yeah. Okay. Had, like the the creature, the mimics, shapeshifters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I have the same kind of thing wrote down. Is it was the point of what I was getting to? Is that it? It's definitely something along those lines, cute to draw in the kids. I mean, they're pushing a lot of those Porg plushes, so <laughs> they're selling. Yeah. Porg? What word did you say before plushes? Porg. Porg? P-O-R-G. What the fuck's that? What the fuck's a porg? That's the name of the creature. That's what that is. It's a porg. No, it's New Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. No, I honestly, is it porg? It's so fucking dumb. Not plorg, porg. Porg's Four better, letters. honestly. Let's be honest. Porg's <laughs> better. Porg. Porg. You guys want a little porg on the side? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, check out my porg. It's flying with us. <laughs> Fuck that. You just alienated every Star Wars fan out there because everyone is in love with these porgs now. Fucking new Jar Jar. <laughs> no, it was just I the was... most memeable thing from that trailer. That's the only reason anyone's talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's a memorable part from it. It's it's the only thing that I've seen people react to where they laugh. I, I love that Ian said memeable, and you, and you took it as memorable. <laughs> no, I meant memeable. Yeah, yeah I got it. I got it. Same oh, okay. thing nowadays. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Fuck that! Like, no, it's fucking dumb. To to each his own. I'm I'm not hating the porgs yet. 
Oh, do you think there's going to be a bunch of these little fucking Jar Jar Binks motherfuckers running around ruining the movie? Oh, I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch. They're really like minions, probably, if that's the case. More so than Jar Jar or Ewoks. They're going to be like minions of the Star Wars universe. They made a whole fucking franchise out of Jar Jar Binks' character and called it the Minion Movies. Exactly. Now look what they're doing (laughs) to Star Wars. It all comes full circle. Pop a friggin' light on one of their head, he's gonna run around with a fire axe and shouting like an alarm. Yeah, that's what he does. Um, Alright, so I want to go back to uh, the end of the trailer when we supposedly see Ray talking to Kylo Ren. Assuming that is cut up just for the trailer, is there anybody that you can think of where Kylo Ren would just be like sort of offering his hand to somebody? Are we looking at a truth with somebody? Is he... Trying to recruit somebody, like how I've, how do you think that that scene would play out in the actual movie? I think that plays into one of my two scenarios that I would actually like to see happen. That I don't see either one of them as probable, but I think both scenarios would be pretty awesome. Um, and that is that he's either holding his hand out to Ray or to Luke. Um, and I think it would be a unique turn for the Star Wars universe if either Rey or Luke turn to the dark side. Preferably myself, Rey, turns with them and we get Luke saving the galaxy once again to end Episode Nine. That is not the likely scenario because it is not yeah, I mean, franchisable because Mark Hamill is, is old. Um, well, one, I feel like as, as big of a Luke fan as I am, as much as I'd like to see something like that, I feel like you don't set up these new characters just to be wiped out and... and Luke saves us again. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's all up to the old guys again. No, I think they want the new characters to highlight this trilogy. George yes. would have done it. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. But I, I could I could see Luke rejecting the hand or Ray rejecting the hand. Okay, that's fair. Um, because I, I personally think that just because he puts his hand out does not mean that it's going to be accepted. Um, but also that if Ray takes his hand to learn, perhaps by that time, Kylo has turned against Snoke. And that he is offering her his hand to train her himself because he has started to come back to the light. Okay. Let's not forget the, the the all important statement we have in the Force Awakens about from Leia that there's still good in him. It's the same statement we had with Vader. Yeah, I'm really hoping neither one of these people turn. Like, I don't want to see Rey go bad, and I don't want to see Kylo go good. I just want them to stay in their lane, and just do it do it that way. I don't think we'll see Rey go bad. I don't think we're going to see that happen. But, like, I I don't even want Kylo to go good. I can easily see Kylo turning back. I think that is meant to be misleading, but I also think that it will be Rey that he's putting his hand out to. Personally, that would be my guess. Okay. Or, long shot, Finn. How's that a long shot? They capture him. I think that's very clearly what's going to happen. They capture him, and then while he's captured, he offers to let him back on the good team, the winning team, the only team that matters, because they don't have a fucking Poiga. P- poor g- Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make sure you're on the right page here. New Jar Jar, fine. They don't have a new Jar Jar on their team, so they're the good winning team. 
I, I see what Ian's saying as being quite possible. Um, come join us again. You know of them. You know their secrets. You know things that we need to know about them. You see what's happening. Okay. Join us. And uh, yeah. Finn, of course, would reject that. That's just Finn. He would not take that hand. He would, you know. Right. But I see it being possible that he's throwing it out to Finn as well. But I would say my my guess is right. Okay. See, I could see him doing it, accepting it as like I need to stay alive, so I'll accept it, and then Phasma being all pissy about it, and then that that's like why they fight later on, because he like betrays like right in front of her, and she's like, I fucking knew it, and he's like, oh, I'm the garbage man. And that that, that <laughs> could also explain why we see him in the first order garb. Yep. That that's how he becomes undercover. Mm-hmm. It was it's not a plan. He just gets captured, and then they like throw him a bone, and he's like, Oh hell yeah, I'm not gonna go get <laughs> tortured. Like, do you know what it's like to get tortured by, like, a force user? Fuck that. I'd rather go up against ISIS. <laughs> Poe was telling me all about it. I'm done. Or Finn was an infiltrator into the rebels the entire time. He wasn't even a garbage man. It was a fucking cover. <laughs> yeah. He's actually the recyclables guy. <laughs> Different department. <laughs> Think about it. He leads them into the snowy-ass area. He gets there, and he's like, well, I can't tell you where to go. You're going to have to figure it out on your own, because I'm just a fucking garbage man. So, good luck, Han, Chewie. Place the bombs, but I, I don't know where you need to put them. And then he shoots so many of his friends. <laughs> Assuming he's part of the First Order, he just kills a bunch of his friends. Yeah, but they, like, don't... Do you know how many hundreds of thousands of those First Order troopers there had to have been on something that size? That still... They're they're still same side. Yeah, but when you're undercover, man, you just gotta go with it. <laughs> like mass murder is totally fine. That's it. Mass murder in a war situation? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I am sure there have been spies from every country in the world that have had to kill their own people in order to maintain their cover. Yeah, uh, during uh, fair, war times. Fair point. You know. <laughs> We're just chilling on an afternoon at the fucking golf club at Mars Lockout. <laughs> I'm bored. Let's kill somebody. Yeah, dude, that happens all the time in Russia. <laughs> it's like what you do. I, I'm just I, I that if there was going to be a turn, I, I, I could. I mean, I, my first guess would be Kylo is the turn, but I could see Finn being the next one that could turn. I think he's more likely to turn than Ray. I'd say Kylo that. is so depressed and emo that I could see him being like, oh, I need to feel good and throwing like the Smiths or something. And then he decides to like, like try and join up with Luke again. And then Luke like turns him down because he's like, you're such a fucking cuck. I'm sure that's exactly how it happened. I hope he calls him a cuck in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd stand up. I'd stand up just like we stand up for the national anthem. I'd stand up. He would just walk out of the theater. I'm done. I knew it. Drop the mic and leave. Oh, could you imagine doing that like first night? Oh yeah, I'm called leaving guys. I called that shit. <laughs> I called that. I know what's happening the rest of the way. If you want to know the rest of the movie in the next five minutes, just meet me out in the lobby. I'll tell you. Uh, any final <laughs> thoughts? Because I think Ian's lost his mind. Well, I actually have one other thing that I wanted to bring up as something I noticed in the trailer that I'm sure you guys noticed too, but we haven't talked about. Why the fuck does Kylo's scar look different in different scenes? Yeah, I was going to actually... I do have that written down. Uh, yeah, it looks like they put, like, duct tape over his scar. Yeah, 
is that just missing like CGI Kevlar from the fucking trailer, or is there something actually going on with his probably, scar? Is he like taking? I feel like it's probably some like back to band aid or something that they put on it to make it go away. Could be, or is it that this movie takes place over a long enough period of time that he still is burned from the lightsaber? In some parts, it doesn't of it. look like a burn mark though. It looks like it some looks sort of weird. like something they put on him. I thought he was turning cyborg. I just want to... Like, yeah, it does look a little bit like that, too. That's why it would change, because he's like slowly adding new pieces. I, I, I can see your back-to-band-aid idea, but I don't know. It just struck me as fucking weird that it's like, oh, he just has this weird-looking shit on his face, and then in the at the end of the trailer, you see him with none of it, but there's still a scar there, and it looks like it's still not fully healed. So, it, like, Why? I don't know. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, it could be either beginning of the movie. He has that patch or whatever on him to try to heal the scar, or it's something that happens to him later in the movie where he requires some sort of patch because of a new scar. I don't. We, yeah, there's not too much to go on there. Maybe they just don't care and they weren't paying attention. True. It's, it's not like it's one shot. Like there's a lot of shots of him with something on his face. Yeah. So that doesn't strike me as negligence. There's also. Other than that, one line of dialogue that you did not bring up, that I think it rings very true as a hint in this trailer for everybody watching it. Um, I did not write down who says it, but I do believe that it's Luke. And at one point he says, this is not going to go the way you think. Right. I, f- I did not write that one down. I feel like that is an extremely important piece of dialogue within the trailer because whatever that may be drawn from it implies some sort of twist coming a major twist of some sort is implied by that i here's the thing i there were certain scenes that i did try to pause and look at and there's a lot of dark areas where luke is featured there's a lot of dark areas where ray is featured I believe whatever cave or dark area they are training in, that's where all these sequences take place. I believe this is the first act or two of the film. I don't think we're getting third act stuff again with this trailer, just like we didn't, just like I'm predicting sort of with Justice League. Um, So I even think that line of dialogue could be directed at Rey when he's trying to train her. She expects something to happen, and he's telling her it's not going to happen. Possibly. I, I don't know. Part part of me felt like the way it was thrown in that it was just that it could have even been what you said is added dialogue made just for the trailer. Well, that's that would that I would see that for like a voiceover, but this is specifically like it looks like his character is actually mouthing those words. So that looks like a scene in the movie. I'd have to watch again and see where he says it because I just wrote it down as he was saying it. Because I think the the scene where he says that he is I'm pretty sure it looks like he's wet, like drenched in water. There's a couple scenes of Ray in a cave like mm-hmm. pond pool thing that she's jumping out of. There's one shot of her getting out, it looks like of the water, and then in the background there is a shadowy figure in smoke. I did pause there. That I looks did like too. Luke to me. It looked like Luke, but she can't make it out. So again, I'm assuming there's something with her swimming and maybe she got I don't know, somehow Luke got wet and they're just having a conversation in there. I just like to point out Smoke's one letter away from Snoke, so Snoke's actually a smoke monster that needs the <laughs> trees to become bigger because of, like, he's made of oxygen smoke. And, um, yeah, that's that's important. 
I shake my head at your theories anymore. You're 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 all over the map now. I think that line's more them just jerking each other off, thinking they're making an original movie when this is just going to be Empire. All right, I think we've lost Ian for this discussion. He's just off the rails oh, here. Off the rails. Them like thinking they're doing something cool and different, and it's they're just like the first one they're making a remake, but they're jerking themselves off with that line. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. You don't think they jerk off on the Star Wars set? Like, oh, I'm due to making the fucking Star Wars movie. My name's Ryan Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's what happens. Oh, God. Hey, the, the only other thing I would say is that we still do have one Snoke theory that I don't know, we, we didn't discuss at length, but I still do believe that it has a shred of possibility, less than 1% chance of being true. But... I believe it's the only one that still has any percent chance of being true. Samuel that... Jackson. No. Um, <laughs> Ezra is still, in my mind, a very outside possibility. For Snoke? Yes. Okay. Because we're seeing I mean... that Snoke... It threw me into it when we see that Snoke is not necessarily... With the gold clothing and everything... To me, strikes me like a Bendu-like character, and perhaps we find out in Rebels that that's what Ezra strives to become after everything that he goes through. Yeah, I don't think, granted, if, even if that's the case, we're not going to get a confirmation of that in this movie. No, I don't think so. Because Rebels, the final season of Rebels is still going to be happening, so they're not going to spoil the, like, the finale of the season or the series in December. Um, if you're familiar with Ezra and stuff like that. So if anything, we might get hints at it when the f season four of Rebels finishes. Could be. Or could be that throughout the course of season four, he's making that push towards becoming a... But that's what I mean. Like, you might get hints. I don't think they're even going to explicitly tell you or, or something like that in that series. I think the hints could be there, but you'll finally get... I think I don't think oh, no, confirmation I, is going to come either I, I way until think, episode nine. Right. I, I don't think... Either, I was just saying we could see Ezra starting to make the turn towards a Bendu-like character. Whether that character is Snoke or not, I don't think they'll confirm at all in the show. Okay, yeah, But yeah. I think I gotcha. even before the movie comes out, the first half of this season of Rebels, you could see him starting to make a turn like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. If the, the theory of him being Snoke is to be true, I don't know whether or not, I don't see that happening. But I think that's the only possible theory that people have had that could come true. Yeah. Um, all right, I think we've pretty much run this one in the ground. Anything else, last thoughts that you want to touch on, or we'll wrap it up? Snoke's actually a Sporg Borg. Sp a Borg now? You're crossing... crossing Snorg Borg! Snorg Borg. What's it? Are you still trying to say Porg, and you're referring to other things, or are you making up another character? The Snorgs are Porgs now. That's why he's a Borg. I'm, I'm so confused. I... Say Snorkborg for No, I'm not. No. What's time for me? No. He just turned into a fucked up Star Wars Dr. Seuss. That's what's happened. <laughs> Except I, I only rhyme with words that are just slightly changed at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Snorkborg. Just change out one letter. Snorkborg. Snork that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> I think you got it right the first time that you like overthought yourself. Like I had to fuck that up. No way I said that. I was right. pretty. I doubted myself. I definitely did. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. Let us know in the comments, Josh. If you <laughs> yeah, we're done talking to like individual <laughs> listeners or the, the, the general public. We're just going to direct everything at Josh from here on out. 
Uh, all right, yeah, seriously, any any final thoughts, or we'll, we'll close this off? Nothing? I like spaceships. You like what? Spaceships. At least you like one thing. We've got one like out of Ian for this whole fucking trailer. I like the idea that the ship we see Kylo flying, the fighter, looks almost like a droid fighter. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see the similarities. I thought that was a cool look to it. But that would be my final thought, is stuff looks cool. <laughs> it looks pretty. That's a good good final thought. Uh, oh man, I'm hoping this whole fucking movie is about a fucking trading disagreement. Tra- no, the trade disputes. Yeah, I'm hoping the First Order is just like the fucking Trade Federation. That's the whole reason this is happening. Fucking spice laws. Fucking too much tax on the space rules. You want to see some of the Senate hearings again. They were really good. Do you remember Jar Jar's? <laughs> Where he basically made the Clone Wars? Oh, yeah, I remember that quite well. Oh, remember when he also created the Grand Emperor? Yeah, that that too, yeah. Goddamn Darth Such Jar Jar. I'm happy they brought him back. Uh, Alright, yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap this one up. I think we've covered enough. Um, if there's any other marketing for this, I'm I'm not watching anymore. I'm not watching commercials, any more trailers. I'm I'm done. So hopefully, if they, I mean, if they do another trailer, you, we probably won't be discussing that one. So because I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to see it. I don't want to. I'm trying to avoid it. So give him like 20 minutes after it drops, and he'll be no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm seriously done. I'm done. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going on record. I'm, I'm making it a point to avoid everything else from here. I've, I've, You're gonna edit this part out. No, nope, stay, stay in. I'm gonna have to listen to this one just to hear you edit this out. <laughs> Make sure you listen all the way through, Ian. Uh, Alright, so that's it. If you've uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, wherever you decide to listen to us at. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Bright Guy Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. And you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions there or you can email us at Friends at gmail.com or you can tweet us at BGSuperFriends on Twitter. On behalf of Mikey and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.